Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, now with 100% fewer cartridges. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by Mark Mitchell. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great. Uh, I was at Ikea this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, standing in line to buy the shelf that I mentioned in the previous episode, and the boxes I mentioned in the previous episode, and the succulents I mentioned in the previous episode. And I could see the, uh, the food. You know, they've got, like, that food on the way out where it's yeah. like you can get a hot dog. Uh-huh, or, like, lingonberry pancakes or something. I don't know. <laughs> like a crepe that's rolled up. Um, and they had uh, $1 soft serve. Oh. Ice cream. I was momentarily tempted by it because it's only a dollar. But just momentarily. You did not succumb. Here's the thing. I was standing in a line, and I was looking out onto another line, and I was like, nice try. You ain't going to trick me with ice cream. I don't entirely understand, like, I was going to say the Ikea business model. I get it. But, like, the food where part does of ice it, cream fit in? The, yeah, the food part like, of it why is, cheap very, ice cream? is very strange. Because it's like, I do, I do get that they're like, oh, you want to, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. I think I've explained it to myself. That they want you to feel comfortable there. And uh. They want you to be able to spend all day there and not be like, I got to spend how much on food I don't want to eat? Like, no, you spend $3.99 on like a plate of uh, meatballs and like spaghetti. I don't know what this food is. I don't know what the food is at Ikea. But you know, the food's going to be fine, you know? Right. So like, you're like, oh, it wasn't so bad. Like, yes, it took a long time getting there and parking is a nightmare. And then like, you you know that you're going to have to like get your car and come up to like the loading area, which is like the worst place a human being can be but we're just making a day of it like i'm gonna get some lunch and some cheap soft serve and the kids are gonna go play in the kitty palace and right because there are kitty palaces everywhere here's a question i don't know the answer to what is the bathroom situation like at ikea decent do they have good bathrooms i i've either never been in one or they have left no uh impression like, on impression you. on me at all so probably not notably good or bad but i mean this is a place where you are expected to spend a lot of time and it's like grand central station like there are tons of people going in and out all the time that's right trains <laughs> so to try to keep like those bathrooms clean like even if they're just fine yeah that's an accomplishment i would it's very strange to me that I've never been inside an Ikea bathroom. You may. You just may not remember. Maybe that, nobody remembers. Is that possible? If you remember going into an Ikea bathroom. You should email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. But there are so many better things you can do with that email address. Get a hold of us so you can participate in Mark. We're doing something exciting. Really exciting. We are going to be determining the eight best NES games. Of all time. Of all time. We're going to be doing this on November 8th. Right. And we need your suggestions. And I'll tell you why. It's because 
we're only allowing one game per series on this list. That's right. So while there are six Mega Man games on the NES, we can only include one, which means somehow we're going to have to choose between two and three. (laughs) Or none of them appear on this list. Yeah, also very possible. I will quit the show. No joke. If a non two or three Don't Mega Man, say that. Don't say that. You can't. Winds up on the list. No, because someone can suggest it. If it winds up there, I'm just I telling you how far Jigglypuff made it. Jigglypuff made it in our uh, best Smash ranking. I'm saying there is a possibility. Yeah, anything can happen in these rankings, and that's why we need your help. That's right, because Mark and I are fools, and who knows what kind of roads we will lead you down. I'll put Wario's Woods on here eight times. I don't care. <laughs> You're a monster. We, we That's right. We didn't say there is no rule that a dog can't play basketball. Right. The only rule is that only one game from each series. And the, we're, we're talking NES here. So no uh, Famicom games that didn't come to the that's States. That's right. Uh, we uh, were talking just NES. Eight of them. November 8. I think it's clear what we're doing there. The n- numerology is... Uh, is rock solid there. Mark, another thing that people can do with that email address, which is, of course, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, is they can try to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces. And, like, we keep putting try in there, like, you know, like, you can try, but well, really, you, you, you can't. Can, you you can. can't. I just, I just mean uh, that it is not an instant gratification thing at this point. There are several people on the list, and it, let me tell you, the turnaround time for one person getting a copy of this game, of my copy of this game, playing it for a while and sending it back to me, it's like two weeks sometimes. One time it was like eight months. So, you know, your name is on a list and someday maybe you get to play Sonic Forces. But that's great. Like, put your name on the list, forget about it. One day Sonic Forces shows up at your house. It's like when you uh, make food in the crock pot. Right? Right. Or when you, uh, it's like late at night and you accidentally order something on Amazon and then you forget about it. Or when you leave $20 in your uh, snow pants and then the next time you go skiing, you remember you just get this free 20 bucks. So do yourself a favor and email us now to reward yourself later. Maybe around Christmas time. Sonic Forces will be headed your way. Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. All right, Mark, let's get into our main topic of the week which is, of course, the Nintendo Switch online service. Okay, so first of all, it was sort of a foregone conclusion for both you and I that we were going to be subscribing to this thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, How did you end up subscribing to it? Uh, I purchased it through the eShop on the Switch. Uh, and just you did a a, a year. Oh um, yeah, just I, I just sing, bought a year. single single user. Uh huh. Um, uh, I also did did that. Thought for a second that like maybe you and I should go in on a uh, family plan or whatever. Actually, thinking about it now, I d- had not thought about this at all until this very moment. I maybe should have done a family plan because my mom bought a switch for like her uh, grandkids, and yeah. then we could have. I could just looped. Not that they necessarily need it online component but i you know it would be nice for them to play splatoon online or whatever anyways i ended up buying the just the single one because here's the thing and again i cannot stress enough how little money it costs to subscribe to this thing comparatively for sure comparatively for sure but i mean if you break it out it's like 38 cents a week like that's nothing (laughs) that's not money 
Um, so yeah, uh, twenty bucks. And I'll, I mean, the the other thing that uh, when I it first flitted through my head that I should just do a family plan with you is that you can only order one set of the NES controllers per account. Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly how that worked because I wasn't sure if account meant like member of a oh, family yeah, that, plan. That, that's interesting. I mean, it's fine. We both spend twenty bucks. Not a know, big deal. Not a uh, again. Not a huge not deal. Money. We then went on to spend sixty dollars immediately. I think with shipping it comes to like seventy four bucks or something <laughs> right. for the the NES controllers, which I absolutely bought the minute I was able to. Yeah, me too. Um, and I'm actually gonna be honest. I'm glad I did because so uh, I don't own a pro controller, so I've been playing the any the NES games with the um Joy Con. And it's the first time with the, that the, the two Joy Cons, uh, or with like a single. I Joy-Con. guess with two, but yeah. the same problem, which is just like it's the first time that people have been complaining about the D pad or lack of a D pad on the Joy Cons for a long time. Yeah, and it never bothered me. But this is the first time that I was like, yeah, this like four button thing works. It's serviceable, but it really is not like an optimal replacement for um, a D pad. That's uh that's interesting because my uh like specific complaint with uh playing the um NES games on the the Switch controllers as they are is less to do with the left hand and more to do with the right hand the just the button placement on the original NES controllers the B and A button like, in that order uh B and A are right next to each other as like part of a continuous horizontal line and uh the the B button is mapped to both the um, X and I guess also B button, the top and bottom buttons on uh, the Switch controllers, and then the A button is always the A button. Um, and it's just not how my thumb sort of like lays out naturally, so that like running and jumping feels a little bit unnatural for me in like the Super Mario Brothers games. Um, and I just like if when I get those NES controllers and I just have the B button right next to that A button. That's exactly what I want and exactly what I need I, for it to feel right. I think when I get when those controllers, uh, we'll have to compare ship dates because I'm curious if like people have different ship dates. Oh you yeah, know, in like the confirmation emails or whatever. But um, I think when I get those, I will have more NES controllers in my home now than I have ever had <laughs> or ever owned. Full stop. My entire life, which is just three, right? Uh, yeah, I guess that's true, actually. Yeah, because we yeah. only we each only got one with our NES classics because they did not provide a, a, an adequate number of additional controllers, and then we'll have two from this. Yeah, it um in part of my going to IKEA this weekend was to like get some things off of surfaces and like just sort of like tidy things up, and uh, so we got rid of like a little nightstand thing that we used to keep by the couch that I just had sort of filled with uh various controllers. And, you know, I've got four Super Nintendo controllers, two for the SNES Classic, two for, like, the real uh, Super Nintendo. The uh, NES controller, it'll, there'll be two more NES controllers. I've got the Switch uh, Pro controller, or, yes, that's, it, that's right, the Wii U gamepad. And it's just, like, there's so many. Um, and I guess it's because I have a lot of these systems, but, like, I don't know, just thinking about that's one more set of controllers that look exactly the same as something I already have. Um, 
I don't know. I I feel a little bit like a sucker, but also I want them. Yeah, I'm a knowing sucker. Yeah. Like, as soon as those things were announced, it was like, I am 100% buying them, and I do not need these in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And uh, we know that they are only going to be compatible <laughs> with the NES Online. I know this up front. I just want to look at them. That's all I want them for. Yeah. And I, I think I will use them I to think play. I, I will use them, too, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do we want to get into our experiences with the um, Nintendo Entertainment System Online, or uh, are there other like aspects of the um, online like sign up or anything that you want to talk about first? Well, I guess the only thing I'll say about Nintendo Switch Online as a program, yeah, is that uh, you know before it was released, I think I would I uh, personally was like expecting more of a to do about here is Nintendo Switch Online. Here's like all the features it's going to have. And they ended up doing like a really short segment in the direct. Yeah. And I feel like that was the appropriate amount of, for lack of a better term, like hype around the Nintendo Switch Online, because there is basically no functional difference, whether from having the Nintendo Switch Online or not having the Nintendo Switch Online, at least in my life. Like, I know that my cloud saves are being backed up or whatever, but it's like. I mean, we did both play Splatoon 2 this weekend. We sure. wouldn't have been able to do that. No, no, that's absolutely true. But it's like, um, I mean, from like, you went from Switch OS version 5.0 to like 6.0. Sure. And it's yeah. like, there, it, there was no grand reveal. Like, you did not turn on your Switch and it felt like a brand new experience. Right. It didn't um, feel like a, a living ecosystem. Yeah, which like is that. fine. Like, it's totally fine. But uh, I, I don't know. I think for if for some reason, this Nintendo Switch Online service got caught up in, like, the Internet's hype cycle. Yeah. And so there were, like, varying degrees of um, hype for, like, what this was going to be. And uh, it's just an online system. It works fine. I, you know, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that there uh, is something to be said for. And again, this is maybe just like the thing catching up with where it should have been all along um, or, you know, just catching <laughs> not not even all the way that far. <laughs> um, but that uh, more games have been added to the uh, the voice chat uh, that you can use with with the app. Um which, you know, again, it's a pain in the butt to have to, you know, lug your phone out and open a- an app that won't let you navigate away from it to actually talk with someone. Um, but I do like that uh, it went from being just Splatoon to being like Splatoon and ARMS and Mario Kart um, and the NES online thing as well. So, like, if you do want to use that functionality, it is available on more games. I'm still not really sure how like it is preferable to any other you know method of communicating with with someone that you're playing a game with like through through discord or skype or whatever yeah uh and there were also some things that like we didn't know about that turned out to be like a feature like similar to how you can do on playstation and maybe xbox i'm not even sure is who cares (laughs) you can set your uh like your main switch is your primary console, but then you can also assign one as like a secondary console that can play all of the games that you own on the eShop. Yeah, which is pretty cool it, that you can down physically download those games on other switches um, and then play them when you're logged in as you. Um, you know, perfect for uh, you know, like a, a family situation or anywhere where you've got multiple switches uh, around the house. Or if you're, I mean, I guess it would work right if you're like switch 
completely died and you need to get a second one like you would oh, now yeah. have like mm-hmm. cloud saves for most of it and then you'd be able to like get your games from the eShop. Yeah, I mean it's that and that is of course nothing that Nintendo thought to share with <laughs> with its users um and was just sort of discovered uh after the, the And it's kind of like live. table stakes for an online system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So nice that it's there, but not like earth-shattering. Yeah. So which I think brings us to like the one like really unique thing about this service which is the Nintendo Entertainment System online. Um which not something that downloads automatically when you sign up for the the Switch online service. It is a separate download, which, as the weeks go on, is going to get buried in the eShop. Well, also strange that um, you could download it before you <laughs> yes. signed up for Switch online. Yeah. Or before it was, like, available. Yeah, it just uh, otherwise just looked like a free thing that you were downloading. Um, and the logo for it is a little weird, right? That it's it's, like, a red box. Look, I'm saying it's our logo. Yeah, it I'm looks they eerily like our logo. <laughs> um, and sure, we stole a lot of the uh, colors, words, and shapes on our logo from Nintendo. They could shut our, our podcast down <laughs> at any moment if they wanted to. But we will never die. Mark, have we missed a week ever? Uh, we haven't, but we shouldn't call it out lest something terrible happens. All right, fair enough. We will never miss a week. <laughs> We will be here every... I say I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell, and I say it every time because it's always true, and it's always going to be true. I actually think that at the beginning of this episode, you did not say those exact words. What did I say? You left out the co-host part. Oh. Joined, as always, always by by Mark Mark Mitchell. Mitchell. Well, I apologize. (laughs) I mean, I'm furious. (laughs) Okay, what did you do first when you uh, got the Nintendo Online? Like, what, what what was the first game that you went to you were like, I'm going to christen my uh, Nintendo Switch NES online by playing Super Mario Brothers 3, which easily remains the best of the NES games that's on here. Yes. Although, I've got to tell you, Patrick. Tell me. After not being, and again, having lots of opportunity to, Mm -hmm. after not being much of a Dr. Mario player, I got like... What? Dr. Mario this weekend. Mark, this tickles me tremendously. Like the type of playing Dr. Mario where your uh, you like your eyes start to feel funny. Yes. And like the colors are all wrong. Yes. And you're like, I should for my health, I should look away from the screen. I mean, Dr. Mario is one of the all-time great video games, period, in any form that it comes out in. It is amazing that it's part of this collection. And that you can go online and play with your friends. Um, yeah, Dr. Mario's a great, great game. So is, is that where you spent most of your, yeah, your time? Yeah, it probably is uh, where I spent most of the time. And uh, part of that is actually one of the things that I like dock the NES online for. Yeah. Is they did such a good job with uh, the NES Classic Edition and the SNES Classic Edition. Um, with like the presentation, but also even though you had to go online to view them, you had the manuals yeah. for every single one of those games. Uh, in Virtual Console, 
normally they have like the manuals right like you yeah. are able to like go and view them yeah and like sometimes they were even like scans of it like that they would even be sort of crummy scans so that like it had a very like real physical quality to it so as far as i can tell there is like no manual for any of the games in the nes online that's my and read on it too there's no like there's a description of the game but there is no like how to play there's no controller map so i that i could find so i like i mean there is a controller map where it, it shows you a switch controller is like this is b this, this is, is start a, right but it doesn't tell you like in this game b does this and in this game a does this so i booted up ice hockey played it for a little bit actually enjoyed it but i hit a wall where i'm like i don't know what i'm doing and i guess i could google this to like yeah. find out what the controls are supposed to be but i didn't know what the buttons did and yeah. playing it i couldn't really like figure it out right well because like one of them is uh i think it's like a that um passes when you're on offense and uh switches the character you're controlling when you're on defense and then b is like shoot um which just always like goes towards the goal but like yeah they're also and i don't know which button it would do it but like there are uh context where like you can start fighting with uh, uh other uh hockey players um and like different things that the goalie can do and like yeah there are a lot of times where like and like in my memory like the select button is more like used more uh regularly than uh so like i i, d I just don't remember exactly how like what the conventions were at the time to get more button inputs out of a two button controller it just feels feels like a really weird omission to me yeah, I th I think that's right cuz like a lot of these games are pretty obtuse. Like soccer and tennis and all of the sports games really. Um maybe because uh baseball for for sure uh, and and ice hockey as well. Maybe because like the overall rules of the game are, you know, just like understood because it's a it's a sports game so you're just playing by the rules of the sport that it doesn't feel the need to like demonstrate how you play the game. I guess it feels a little bit to me like you know, when you were a kid and you would go to a uh, video rental store yeah, and you would rent a video game, but it didn't have the manual. So you were like, I don't know what's supposed to be going on here. Yeah. Oh, man. What a weird, like, relic, right? Where like here you have the entirety of the thing and, like, you just can't figure out what it is or what you're supposed to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I also got that sensation a couple times well uh you know interacting with a lot of these games and I, I think the reason why it's a little bit frustrating or like feels like a miss is because they've done it well previously yeah absolutely um i and i think another thing that feels a little bit frustrating about this particular list of games is that it is largely uh games from the first couple of years of the nes's life you know basically with the exception of uh super mario brothers 3 which like i said is hands down the best game in uh in here with the possible exception of dr mario of course um but like every other game feels so simple uh, by comparison right even something that's a little bit deeper like river city ransom or um like double dragon like these are all these all end up being pretty simple games um without a ton of depth to them with the exception of, I guess, the original Mario Brothers and uh, Zelda are also a, a little bit more um, complicated. But these feel like the most surface-level NES experiences that, that we could be getting. Or at least that, that's 
how I'm feeling at the moment. I want I want the additional titles to start rolling in. Yeah, and the fact that there's seemingly for the foreseeable future just going to be three a month and the ones that they have laid out through December, like don't really excite now, me all Woods that much. Warriors <laughs> Woods is in there. Um Metroid is in there. So it's not that there aren't heavy hitters. It I'm just feeling a little bit of like uh fatigue a bit. Yeah. It's like there are some stone cold classics in here, but I, I don't know. It's hard for me to get like excited for this implementation of it. Cause yeah, it was super awesome to play uh Super Mario Brothers 3 in handheld mode on the Switch. But you've been able to play Super Mario Brothers 3 on a handheld for a very, very long time. Yeah. And like the online features, they don't they don't like I'm not going to use them very often, you know? Yeah, I mean... It's like I, a novelty for me, personally. Yeah, I keep popping into, uh, like, uh, I'll, I'll start a game online. Like, I'll go into the get online and, like, just open a uh, open a room and, like, let anyone, which is not anyone, it's just your friends, um, join. And, you know, like, I've got a, a, a good number of friends on Switch, but, like, you know, how many are playing NES online at the time that I'm, you know, playing uh you know ice hockey and want to like hop in um yeah it it doesn't seem like a super useful uh you know implementation there well and you're not able to like send a message to another friend who's online and be like hey you can't invite them into your game can you uh yeah you you could but i think they need to already be playing the nes um, classic edition or whatever it's called, right? The there's NES no online. like system level messages between users on right. Switch, which which would be necessary. Um, but I mean, like even it's so when when I go on when I go online and I set up a room, um, I think that there should be like that. Uh, my other friends on Switch should like have a little alert that you know when they're on, be like, oh, if you want to play a game with Patrick, like he's in a he's created a room right now, um. Or something like. It, otherwise, it seems like you just need to be coordinating everything else on uh, through different means, um, and you're never going to accidentally like wind up playing with your friend, or just sort of like incidentally playing Doctor Mario against each other. It's just never going to happen, right? Well, and especially like a lot of my friends on my Switch friends list are listeners of the show who mm-hmm. have added us. It's like I don't really have other means to contact these people. Right. So, you know, I mean, they can always email you at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail. but that's going to be a slow process because they'd have to email you or email us. Right. Be like, I check the email. <laughs> you check the email. Sometimes I forward it on to you. Uh huh. And so if somebody's like, hey, I have a game of, of Mario Brothers that you should get into my lobby, it's going to be slow going. Yeah, but I'm just going to put this out there. Every time that I play the NES online, I am going to I create a room and let anyone join it. So if you see me playing a game, just hop in and we'll hang out. I'm fine with that. That sounds like fun to me. Yeah, and I'll do the same thing too. There we go. And Mark is ace. He appears as ace. I appear <laughs> as, right. as, as Patrick. Um, and right now my avatar is Kirby. And you're, is yours still KK Slider? No, no, no. I'm a Goomba with a mustache. Goomba. Perfect, Mark. Perfect. Um, were, were there any other uh, you? Uh, Doctor Mario was a a little bit of a surprise for you. Were there any other surprises here, like games that you were like, oh, 
and had more fun with than you thought you were going to? Um, no, I really, I mean, I checked out a bunch of games for a few seconds. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, oh, I don't have any desire to play this any further. Does that feel like a little bit of a curse to you of like having the ability to play a game for a couple of seconds and then being like, oh, I don't, I'm not immediately enjoying this. I'm going to move on. I, I don't mean this as a criticism. No, of no, no, not not at all. I'm, I'm. Uh, what do you, what do you mean, like a curse? So, like when we were kids and someone handed you a copy of Balloon Fight, like you just had to play Balloon Fight for the hour. Oh, sure, and right. You discover like the that there are like complexities to it, and that there are different game modes that are interesting and fun. Um, and actually, you know getting to a very uh, a certain point and dying and then starting over and like doing a little bit better in every single part of it until like there's a whole game in front of you. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely true and it's not just these retro games. Uh, you know, in the previous episode we talked about Valkyria Chronicle uh Chronicles 4. That's right. That came out on the Switch, the tactical RPG. I generally do not have the patience and have never really enjoyed tactical RPGs. I played the demo for this one. It seemed nice, but it was like, I'm not going to take the time to learn the systems, you know? And so that is an entire genre of games that I am just writing off wholesale as like something that is not for me. Yeah. Um, When I haven't really experienced it. Right. Because you, you, well, because look, if you don't want to play strategy uh, games, you don't have to. Right, exactly. But in. And you can still have a rich gaming life. (laughs) Right, but there is like a little bit uh, of that where it does feel like, yeah, I wish somebody would make me eat, (laughs) you know, my vegetables and like force me to play uh, Galaxia or Gradius or whatever it's called, you know? It's uh, uh, Gradius. yeah. Yeah, Gradius someone to make me call them daddy (laughs) um speaking of making me call them daddy i opened up ice climber Uh uh-huh and was like all right let's play this game let's play ice climber let's like give it the old college try because you and i tried on the nes classic edition we tried and we stopped yeah yeah um and well the way the game controls is infuriating and the the way they jump is so counter to the way I think characters should jump in 2D space. They jump so high. They jump so high, but move so little from left to right. And once you start a jump, you are committed to it. And that's just the end of it. Um, once you sort of like wrap your head around that, it is not a bad like arcade. I even hesitate to call it a platformer. It's really more like, trying to think your way ahead of the you know various obstacles that are there and it's like kind of a fun game i mean it's basically catherine is what you're saying right i'm saying catherine is like it's like catherine that's if they is an m-rated oh my god remake if they just did a mashup of ice climbers and catherine mark let's start writing letters to atlas they need to do this it's a perfect (laughs) game (laughs) where the blue ice climber is cheating on the pink one (laughs) Uh, do you know what I also found where, like, the physics were not what I remembered it being, and maybe because uh, most of my experience with it was the Super Mario Brothers 3 iteration was Mario Brothers. Like, the jump oh, physics sure. in that yeah. game do not work like a Mario game do. No, I, and I do think that the perfect ver- the most perfect version of the original Mario Brothers is within Super Mario Brothers 3. But that is, that's a surprisingly fun game. 
Oh yeah, oh, Mar- Mario Brothers. Yeah, I mean, I agree that the uh, Mario Brothers three version is like the superior Man. implementation, but I- it is a like it's a really fun like pl- uh, game. I don't guess I don't really even know what genre you would call it. Yeah, I don't really either. It it's a uh, <laughs> it's so like it's reverse its own weird thing. It is. Uh, I mean, it it kind of falls under just that like arcade. Like it, it and Donkey Kong, and I would say even Ice Climber and uh, Balloon Fight. These are all very like single screen experiences, and I know Ice Climber scrolls up, um, but not a lot. Um, uh, all all of these experiences just feel very arcadey and very they're quick experiences that uh, you know when you're just trying to get a good score, and when it's over, it's over. Um, yeah. It's uh, the it's it's an interesting set of games here. I think for me the biggest disappointments are the sports games, um, with the exception, of course, of ice hockey, which is wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I tried I tried to play uh, soccer and tennis and baseball, and uh, I mean I know when I'm pitching the ball, I know when I'm swinging the bat, and I know that when I'm sending one guy out to like try to catch that pop fly, but like. I don't know what's going on. Here's the thing is that baseball and like tennis, like those were never great games. Yeah. There was never a time when baseball was an awesome baseball video game. Yeah, that's true. So, or even just an awesome video game. It wasn't like a thing that you were excited to do as a thing that like you had to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only so, thing you had. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think we've been like kind of down on it the whole time, even though, you know, it's awesome to be able to play these games on the Switch. Yeah. I'm very happy to see that there is some sort of NES classic classic games on this. I don't even, you know it's what hard. I'm saying? The, the terminology is uh, getting harder and harder. <laughs> but I'm glad that this exists. It feels, um, it, it it's just a little disappointing. The library's a little disappointing. It's disappointing to me that it's just NES games. With no, you know, SNES games or other, uh, like Game Boy games or anything in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I also, we come from having this uh thirty game NES classic, and then to like be sort of kicked down to twenty games is still a lot of games, of course. But, but uh, most of those I do not care about at all. Most of them I do not care about at all, and the ones I do care about are available on that thing you know like it that it's just like really the only thing that's like new and exciting there is ice hockey well and we're coming from like a virtual console that on the wii u and on the uh 3ds and on the wii that it had a huge library yeah of really like solid awesome games the difference here of course being that you don't have to pay any money to i mean you had to pay for the online service but like if you wanted to try out baseball and have your four seconds with it and say, okay, I get it. I don't need to play this anymore. You would have to buy that on the, on the Wii for five bucks. Yeah. And I totally understand that. It's just that they have taken away virtual console. Sure. And this uh, is the, like, I guess the replacement. And it's like, both seem like they could coexist. Yeah. I could pay $8 for, chrono trigger and then also get baseball for as part of my nintendo switch online subscription yeah absolutely and i do think that we are seeing like some of that right like 
that's why we get like the Mega Man uh, Legacy collections. That's why we're getting all of these Final Fantasy games coming to uh, Switch. Like, I think other companies are finding their own ways around it. And I mean, I don't know if Nintendo ever like. Will we ever see fit? Will they ever see fit to put like the original Paper Mario on Switch? And when is that part of a, a N64 online uh, bundle package thing? You know what? What is that? What form does that take? I think we're way too early days to, to even really know. Um, I brought up the games that are coming up in the next month. If you're interested in talking about those at all, in October it's Solomon's Key, NES Open, and Super Dodgeball. Um, Dodgeball, I know, is a fun game. Uh, I won't play NES Open because it's <laughs> golf. Um, and Solomon's Key. I don't know enough about, so maybe maybe that's interesting. November is Metroid Mighty Bomb Jack and Twin B. No idea what Twin B even is. Uh, and in December it is Wario's Woods. Woo! Uh, Ninja Gaiden and the Adventures of Lolo. December is the money month, as far as I'm concerned. Those are three good games. Yeah, and you know I'm excited to play some of these that I've never played before. I guess really what it comes down to is I'm just a little frustrated that like. Nintendo builds up these libraries in Virtual Console, then hits the reset button, then builds up these libraries in Virtual Console, and then hits the reset button. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, how long are we going to have to wait until, like, Super Mario Brothers 2 USA shows up? How long are we going to have to, you know, it's just, like, yeah. months, and it just feels so unnecessary. Yeah. I mean, look, they already put out Star Tropics 2 on, on the Wii Virtual Console. We, you know, they should just bring all these things. Yeah, I mean, you're right that it is very frustrating that it's been on three different platforms already that we've seen the virtual consoles grow separately three separate times. And now we have to basically witness the same thing again. Um, do you, so the, sorry, I'm just thinking this through the, uh, the service itself is just called uh, Nintendo entertainment system online, right? It is not in name tied to the switch. Uh, I actually think technically the name is Nintendo Entertainment System Switch Online. Is I think what the logo says on the Switch. Nintendo Entertainment System Nintendo Switch Online. Yes, Mark, you are correct. So we'll just watch this one get built up and then it too will be ripped to pieces uh, when we eventually move on to whatever we move on to next. Mark, speaking of moving on, is it time that we move on? I think so. All right, let's do it. thing here because <laughs> I need to queue up music. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Wait a minute. Maybe we need to stop for a second. If you are having... I want to hear everyone else's experience with the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online, uh, or just the online service in general. What are you most frustrated by? Where are the? What are you being pleasantly surprised by? Um, write to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com and let us know what's up. If you like this episode, we would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out tremendously. Share the episode however you share things. Um, it really. It's the only way that other people are going to find the show, and we like it when people find the show. You like it, right, Mark? I love it. Mark, ooh, <laughs> up in the ante on me a little bit. Uh, you should follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MK Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. We are on Facebook, and that is just uh, Nintendo Cartridge Society. 
If you like Market Minds Opinions, we write about comic books on RetconPunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8-Bit Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. And Mark, thank you for being my co-host. Campfire.